When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. and Mr. Steeler fans and all the ships at sea. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. It is time once again for the Steelers hangover. Oh my gosh, there is actually a reason for a hangover today. And there really is because the divisional playoff games in the NFL, well, they went yesterday and there was no Steelers and man, it's just not the same without black and gold. I don't care who you are. It's just for me, I just love watching the Steelers in the playoffs especially in those divisional round games. And we're going to talk about divisional round games and Steelers history in the second half. But first, let me welcome in these guys. These are my buddies here. Tony Defio. What's going on, my friend? Everything's going great. This, this neck of the woods uh, had a great weekend and looking forward to having a great show with you guys. And how are you doing? I'm doing great, veteran podcaster and writer Tony Defio. The most tenured here at BTSC. Good to see you. Shannon White, the legend already, man. The fans are screaming all Shannon all the time. What's going on? Well, hey, guys. It just uh, got some winter weather today. Uh, some snow on the ground and uh, here in West Virginia. And, and uh, uh, not my favorite time of year. It's, it's always better if the Steelers are in the playoffs. And we have that to look forward to. But. Uh, at least uh, there's going to be some interesting championship games this year. There definitely are. And we're going to talk about those as well. And you are wearing, if if you're not watching live, 
Shannon's wearing a Sons of Anarchy t-shirt, and you know, he's got the white beard, <laughs> he's got the accent. Is it true, Shannon, that you were extra in season six of Sons of Anarchy and you I... had an affair with the woman that was formerly on uh Katie Seagal, who was formerly on Married with Children? I can neither confirm nor deny those accusations. <laughs> you can when you go to dinner later oh, on. Acting. And and Mrs. <laughs> Shannon White wants to talk to you about that. <laughs> you will deny, she shouldn't, deny, she deny. shouldn't give you a hard time about that. <laughs> What's the deny? You're, if you're an actor, an actor, you gotta play oh, the part too. That's right. That, that, that's that's true. That's that's really true. Yeah. All right. Let, let's get down to brass tacks and we got to talk about all kinds of things, Steelers, and we're going to talk about the divisional playoff games in the AFC first, and the reason we're going to talk about the divisional games is the title of the show is there's a division of a black and gold fan base, and people are, are really, they're really on different sides of the fence right now when it comes to the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the reason I'm saying that is because some people, we just talked about the fact that we wish the Steelers were in the playoffs. Some people are glad the Steelers are in the playoffs because they would have got, they feel that they would have got trounced by the Buffalo Bills in the first round. I don't know if that's true after seeing what the Buffalo Bills did yesterday after barely beating the Miami Dolphins and yesterday in the snow, just, just falling apart against the Cincinnati Bengals. So we're going to talk about that, but let's talk about that game first. Guys, I tell you what, and I said this earlier, the Pittsburgh Steelers, are my favorite team. My least favorite team has always been for the last 20 some years, the Baltimore Ravens. I've always had love hate relationships with the Cleveland Browns. Cause usually I need Cleveland Browns to beat either Baltimore <laughs> or the Bengals. Then comes the Bengals. I'm just not a, a fan of the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm not a fan of 98% of the Cincinnati Bengals fans. Um, there's just something about that team that, that, uh, drives me crazy guys. When I saw Joe Burrow, I don't care about, I, and I've been a fan of Joe Burrow, his play. I still think he's the quarterback. I, I love the guys moxie. I know I'm using an old man word, but I don't mind the cigars. I don't mind the bravado. But when I see him do a backflip on a kneel down. After a kneel down, I got a problem with that. Shannon, your thoughts? Yeah, I've, it's. I've always liked Joe Burrow, the the you know the player, um, and but I think he's trying to act like he's uh, this just real laid back and and unassuming guy. But I mean, if you see the way the guy dresses, you know before the these games and everything. I mean, he's the second coming of Joe Namath. I could see him in a big, you know, meat coat and pantyhose and playing somewhere in New York or uh, in Hollywood, with, you know, hobnobbing with the superstars out there uh, or with a big star on the side of his helmet. Uh, I think he likes the spotlight and the limelight a lot more than he lets on. And uh, so, although I like how he plays, he's a lot of fun to watch as long as he ain't playing the Steelers. But I'm like you. I really strongly dislike 
the majority of the Bengals fans. Uh, I've always hated the Dallas Cowboys since we were kids because, you know, that was the big rivalry there in the 70s. So I've, uh, and there's so many Cowboys fans. But for, you know, the, the Bengals fan base is much smaller, but they are so obnoxious uh, that I cannot root for the Bengals ever. And so to watch them, you know, win that game in Buffalo, especially with the Hanlon story and the the fact that the the Bills are lovable losers and they can't never get over the hump. Um, and, you know, it's going to be devastating to the healthcare system in Buffalo because now there's not going to be Buffalo Bills fans diving off Winnebago's into flaming tables, huh. you know, so the emergency rooms are going to be empty in Buffalo. So, I mean, it was tragic for a lot of uh, reasonings uh, that that the Bengals actually beat the Bills yesterday or Saturday. <laughs> it was yesterday, actually. If if you've lost track of your days, it was actually. I have lost track. Yes, uh, Tony. You know, we talked about the yes. bravado, of Joe Burrow, and look, I I get it, and uh, I don't mind the flash. I actually don't mind the cockiness, but I think it goes a little too far. Um, we could talk. You could talk about that, but. What I want to ask you a little bit more of is Shannon just mentioned DeMar Hamlin. And you heard me complain about the fact mm-hmm. that the the Bengals were doing the coin toss mockery a couple of weeks back. And then Joe Burrow throws out the fact, well, you better get your refunds because they have acted, not just the Bengals fan base, but the Bengals have acted like victims in this whole thing, which started with, Damar Hamlin almost dying on their field, but they somehow made it about themselves. And I'm going to continue to complain about that because I feel that they are going after the underdog role, which they don't have. They're not underdogs and they're going after the victim role here. And I think it sickens me. Tony, what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, I don't, I, I didn't like the fact that, uh, Mixon did the coin flip thing, and you know, I mean, as far as Burrow with the with the uh, the refund, that was uh, that was his way of saying it's us against the world or whatever. I, I don't know. I, I didn't I didn't really have much of a problem with that necessarily because I guess a lot of people were assuming that it was going to be the Bills and the, and the Chiefs in that in that neutral site game for the AFC Championship. So I didn't have a pro- much a big problem with him saying that because I think he was just responding to the. Uh, the way the, 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 the public opinion was going with that with that AFC Championship game, they thought it, the, the Bengals weren't going to be in it. So, uh, but as far as the Bengals overall, I, I really I'm enjoying them the last couple. Of, I know it's I, people don't be saying that, but I just I can't help it. I don't know what it is about them. It's just a, uh, there's something about Joe Burrow that just does it for me. I don't know. I just I just like I like the bravado. I think you need that with a franchise quarterback, and you need somebody like him to come along. For a sad sack franchise like the Bengals have been the last 30 years or, or prior to 2021 anyway, you need somebody to come along like that and say, hey, look, it stops. It stops right now. We're not that team anymore. Like Joe Green did with the Steelers in the early 70s. We're not that team anymore. The, you know, the history history means nothing. And, you know, the way the way the Bengals are playing right now and, and the kind of team that they have, the kind of roster they have, like all the way around, offense and defense, they're a heck of a team. And I'm not shocked that they did what they did on Sunday because I thought if they, if they could find a way to overcome the, the, the injuries along the offensive line, they could give the, uh, uh, 
the Bills a great game, and it turns out they they dominated that game. You know, at the line of scrimmage, which was a shock considering the problems that they had on the line. So, uh, I, I like the Bengals right now, and 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 I kind of thought they'd be the team to beat in the AFC down the stretch. And despite the fact that they started out off slow, and 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 uh, here we are, they're in the AFC Championship game for the second year in a row. And I would not be shocked one bit if they went into Kansas City and and, and beat them and made it to their second straight Super Bowl. And you know what? So much for the Super Bowl uh, hangover, right? Because that usually happens to the losing team, and this year it happened to the winning team. And the losing team is back in, uh, one game away from from getting back to the big game. So I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm going to be cheering for the Bengals next week. I Tony, wow i I know Brian Brown is going to have a problem with that. I know, I know Marky Davison's going to have a problem with that. Uh, come on, I mean, you're really going to root for them. That's fine, but in the Super Bowl, could I at least have rooting for the uh, NFC then? Do you want this team uh, to win a championship? It all depends. Like I don't know. I, I I don't know what it is about me. I think it'd be I think it'd be pretty neat. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I've seen the 49ers win so many of them. I've seen the Eagles win finally. You know, the Bengals with, with the, the number one pick overall, the quarterback, the Golden Boy quarterback. You know. Uh, it would be a great foil for the Steelers to have to deal with. Uh, and, and if Kenny Pickett can elevate his game franchise quarterback, that's going to be great. To, to, uh, everybody wants a, a, uh, a giant to slay and, and, and what better giant to have than in your own division. And to me, you know, these Bengals can, can make the Steelers become a better team. It would force them to, to elevate their game as an organization. And, and, uh, and, and become you know what everybody wants them to become if they can uh if the Bengals prove to be the gold standard in the NFL the Steelers are gonna are gonna have to do what they can to to match that so I think it'd be good for the Steelers and good for the NFL to see a team like the Bengals rise to the top Shannon White are you in agreement with Tony Defio here no <laughs> I'll, I'll never root for anybody in our division to win the Super Bowl besides the Steelers my loyalty runs deep, and I guess my hatred does too. Um, you know, I, I I actually admire the Baltimore Ravens organization and the vast majority of their fan base. Uh, the Cleveland Browns, I admire their fan base because they've loved the laughable loser forever. Uh, you know, of course, Steeler fans before the early seventies know that all about all about that. But like I said, the Bengals. I just despise that organization. I despise that fan base. Uh, I'll never get past, you know, I was not into social media at all back when Big Ben had his motorcycle accident. And somebody, some of my friends and people in Pittsburgh said, Did, have you been online and seen all the social media posts about uh, everybody's praying for Ben? And, and, and all. so I went on there and I looked, you know, because I, I you know, I didn't know. I, I was new to social media. And I thought, well, that's awesome. And then I kept seeing stuff from the Bengals. Hope he dies. And, you know, oh, serves him right, riding without a helmet and all this other BS. And the only fan base I see do that was the Bengals. And that shaped me, and it impacted me forever. I will never root for the Bengals in any game against anybody. They've actually had – we've needed them to win before to help the Steelers, and I still rooted against them. That's how much I can't stand that team. So now I totally disagree on that one, you know, to each his own, but I, I can never root for the Bengals. 
Yeah, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but I experienced some of the same stuff when Ryan Shazier was laid out in that stadium on December 4th of 2017. There were some uh, uh, there were some ugly things that came out of Cincinnati fans there that I just that I never forgot as well. But I'm not going to uh, get way deep into that. Um, Tony, any final thoughts on the Bengals? Because I think they're a fantastic team, and I'm not going to discount them and say that they're not. In fact, I think they're they're favorites right now. But I just don't love the fact that they're trying to embrace this us-against-the-world type of thing because it's not, and they're manufacturing that stuff. Well, I mean, I think most most teams try to do that, right? I mean, it was always like, look at Hines Ward. He spent his entire career trying to do that, and, and he was a borderline Hall of Famer. So I, I really don't have any problem with that. I mean, it's fan, I think people still expect them. They still look at them as a, as a uh, as you know, the, the sad sack, downtrodden franchise that that is just, you know, waiting to, to lose, whether it's next week or in the Super Bowl. So, you know, until they until they uh, overcome that and win a Super Bowl, people are going to look at them as as kind of a, a joke. Right. So, you know, I don't agree. Again, I don't agree with uh, with playing the victim as far as the, the Mar Hamlin thing, because I think the NFL handled it as best as it could. But as far as them uh, playing the uh, the underdog role, I think that's how people are going to view them until until they get over the hump. I, I had no problem with that. But as far as like the, the fans, how they acted in the past, that's true. It was it's been, it was very ugly how they acted towards Ben and, and Shazier. But I mean, I mean, you have to give him credit for how they how they came out in support of Hamlin and, and supported his, his charity. Uh, and anybody would have done that, Tony. Anybody would have done that. Anybody would. Right. Have done oh, I know. That. But I'm just saying. So, I mean, but giving I mean, credit to the the city you know, of Cincinnati for supporting, there would have been if that was in Pittsburgh, there'd be people in black and gold jerseys helping support. So, I mean, I they were just oh, thrown into it know, and they threw I'm, it away. When they did the coin flip, and they're doing this whole reason thing, they're do they're making it all about them. I think it's very hypocritical. All right, <laughs> yeah. So there's nowhere else to go. Uh, Tate boys, our very own Kevin Tate from the Homies, and we run the North. He's he's with you, and so I'm not going to go ahead and uh, I look. I'm I'm never going to say you're wrong for who you're rooting for. You have a reason, and I I agree for I agree with you on that. I I support your reason for it, and I support Tate as well. well but uh, here's the thing: if the Bengals end up playing the San Francisco 49ers in the Super Bowl, there are going to be a lot of Steeler fans rooting for the Bengals because they don't want San Francisco to get six. And I've got a problem with that because I live in I live in Maryland, and I there are a lot of people rooting for the for, the uh, Ravens over the 49ers in the Wang Bowl way back <laughs> when Harbaugh played Harbaugh way back in 2013, I guess that was. And my big problem with that whole thing was the fact that the Steelers control that. The Steelers could go ahead and and get to seven on their own. But you cannot erase a Baltimore Ravens Super Bowl, and you cannot erase a Cincinnati Bengals Super Bowl win. So with that being said, I can't root for them just because a Steelers record might be tied, which has yeah. already been tied. Yeah. Well, can I show any better? If, if, if you... Shannon, go ahead. 
I mean, I, I totally agree, Bad. I mean, if, if they do tie so what? Um, you know, it doesn't change what the Steelers accomplished. It doesn't take away from it. The Patriots already have tied it. If the Niners tied, they're they've been a class organization. They're they're what this will be three of the last four years in the NFC championship game, one time to the Super Bowl. You know, they would have earned it. They have maybe the most complete roster from top to bottom. If it ain't them, it's the Eagles. And if, if they could get a good enough quarterback play out of Brock Pretty, it wouldn't shock me at all if they're not playing in the Super Bowl. Uh, if they make it, they earn it, and I could stand behind that. And you know, I, I mean, uh, I would rather see them who are who are not uh, a direct enemy of the Steelers and a divisional rival. Uh, I would definitely root for the the Niners over the Bengals, regardless if they tie that record. I'm not living in the past. I couldn't care less. I mean, I'm not as much on nostalgia as, as as I know both of you all are. I'm more concerned with the present and the future because what they've done in the past ain't helping us anymore. It's important what they do moving forward, and I, I kind of like the direction they're going. But, but, yeah, I've heard that same argument about, well, the Niners will get six or the Cowboys will get six, and it, it doesn't matter. That, that doesn't take away from what the Steelers have done. Uh, but I will admit I was glad to see the Cowboys lose. <laughs> Yeah, and I was uh, for some reason I I was kind of cheering them on, and I don't know why. Um, yeah. All right, let let's talk about the division of the black and gold fan base. There's once again at the beginning we talked about the fact that Steelers fans, well, some of them are not on the Mike Tomlin bandwagon. They think that 16 mm-hmm. non-losing seasons is a joke of a stat. And look, you can look at it that way. But there's a lot when you when you hear players talking about Mike Tomlin, when you hear about when you see how he brought this team back from oblivion, most coaches are not going to bring you back from two and six. But those same naysayers are going to say, well, you should have never been two and six in the first place. So you're going to be divided on that. And now there's even more division because Matt Canada is back for another year and people are blaming the Roonies for Matt Canada and they're bl- blaming Mike Tomlin for Matt Canada. Maybe it's just the fact that Matt Canada sucks. Now I don't like the, the fact that he has been brought back, but I got to tell you, I'm on the Matt Canada bandwagon though, for one reason I'm cheering for Matt Canada to get a three-year contract after the season. You know Why? If he gets that contract, that means they had a phenomenal year. They, I would probably have to say that they would have to get deep into divisional play, probably the AFC championship game, for him to get a new contract. Tony, am I off base on that? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know if they're, if they're going to um, – they're going to give him a three-year deal if they, if they go deep into playoffs next year. I mean, if 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 you pick a huge second year and you know one, then yeah, I mean they're gonna they're gonna say Matt Canada is gonna be a I'd say a fan favorite, but he's gonna be a hot commodity in the NFL, which sounds weird to say right now, but yeah, if they if they go deep in the playoffs and and it's because of it's partly because of the offense and Kenny Pickett, uh, then yeah, I, I could see them wanting him to stick around. All right, Tony just said something that I wasn't even thinking of. I'm thinking that 
if he gets if they have a great season he gets a new deal but he even furthered my point now with the fact if they have an amazing season then canada might get a job elsewhere especially a head coaching job which i mean they they could probably good job tony they could would probably give him that if they don't have a good season if they don't if they don't make the playoffs he's gone if they get ousted if they just right. barely make the playoffs he's gone he he really is so I think it would have to be phenomenal for him to stick around. Shannon, what do you think? Yeah, I think that it's really going to depend more on the, the growth of this young nucleus. Um, you know, we don't know yet what free agency is going to look like, who's coming, who's going, and what they're going to be able to acquire in the draft. Um, but, you know, they took a step forward. There's no doubt. And, uh, again, I've said I believe that a lot of that was, uh, you know, in spite of Matt Canada instead of because of Matt Canada. But he does – he is a good run game coordinator. And, uh, you know, the the Vertex boys, you know, Dave Schofield and Jeffrey Benedict, they had a, a Vertex article about that and, and showing, you know, he is a very good run coordinator. But if you notice in the the passing game, the Steelers just don't have a lot of guys open. They're not schemed open. Um, you know, watching the the a team like the Bengals even or or the uh, the Eagles uh, the Niners, watching how their offensive coordinator orchestrates their offense, and then you watch the Steelers and it does look very, you know, high schoolish. Um, they were showing, you know, teams match up to offensive formations. Defenders do. And if you take your running back, like the Niners will take Christian McCaffrey and put him in the slot or line him up out wide at receiver, and that cornerback usually don't switch off him. Their number one cornerback might stay outside on Christian McCaffrey. And it's just little things like that that helps these teams create mismatches that they can easily exploit. The Steelers don't do that. They just simply lack that creativity. Now, it might be experience-related because maybe they don't trust the guys to be able to switch all these formations and line up in different positions without getting false starts and illegal formation penalties. But, you know, some, that's part of coaching. you got to get your guys coached up and ready to do these kind of things. So um, I, I expect there to be growth out of the offense just because of the experience that they've already gathered and uh, the the natural growth going into year two. But it would shock me if uh, Canada gets another deal in Pittsburgh, and it would really blow my mind if he ever works anywhere else in the NFL. You know what, Shannon? I completely agree with you on that. But you've got to bring up the fact that if something happens, like the clouds align, and the only way he's going to stay here is if the clouds align and he they have a an incredible season. But like Tony said, if the clouds align and they have an incredible season, there might be other teams saying, hey, all right, this is a what have you done for me lately league. And if even with one good season, they're going to be calling them. And they absolutely will. And they're at least going to see what he's all about. So I would not be shocked if uh, he's gone next year after this year. But in order for him to go, fans have got to 
hope that the Steelers suck next year. So what are you going to trade? Are you going to trade a year of them sucking to get rid of Canada? Which I agree. I, I kind of think he should be gone now. But they're playing the contract game. I don't agree with. They're playing the game. So in the YouTube comments later on, you could talk about how we're delusional and we don't know what we're talking about. That's fine. I see a double dizzle. I know it's happening. Um, so you could say all that. You could want Tomlin fired. It's just not happening. But all I'm saying is that they've got to win for him to keep his job. And if they go to the Super Bowl and they win the Super Bowl and Canada's there, are you going to care that he gets another contract? No. You're going to take that Lombardi and you're going to celebrate. Do I think he's terrible? Yeah. Yeah. But that, that's what it is. You've got to make that deal with the devil. And if that devil means a Super Bowl, that means Canada stays. Tony? Yeah, I mean, you know, so much of this depends on Kenny Pickett. If Kenny Pickett does most of the heavy lifting for this uh, – for, for this uh, rebuild on the, on offense and, 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 and turn into stars because they're just so talented guys like George Pickens and, and Fryermuth and, and Najee Harris, you know, I mean, would Todd Haley have been as good of a coordinator here? If it wasn't for those superstars that they had uh, then, I mean, everything kind of aligned for him all at once. They, they got a, a, a new offensive line. They got Mike Munchak in here and, and the killer bees, you know, even Bryant, all these people came in all at once. And yeah, he had a great track record as, a, as, a, as an OC, but he also had a lot of talent to work with. So, you know, if, if, if Kenny Pickett's the real deal, I mean, he's going to make a lot of OCs look like great coaches. I'm not saying Matt Canada is, but I'm saying, you know, you have to be careful, as we talked about in the past, with how you get Kenny Pickett's second season. And if he's comfortable with Canada, then, you know, if they're comfortable with, 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 uh, with his rookie year, what, what he, how he was able to develop over the course of the year, then you have to uh, give it one more year and see and see what, what you can develop uh, the rest of the way. You can't just keep going through one coordinator after another. We saw what that what, what happened with uh, Cordell Stewart. You have to be careful with these young quarterbacks. So uh, I'm okay with it. And if the, if the results are there next year and you still want Canada gone, that, that just means we all hate offensive coordinators, which, which is, what, have I, what I've experienced for the last 15 years of social media is every offensive coordinator has been, been hated. So what's a common denominator? Uh, that's what I'm going to say about it. All right. So the last thing that the Steelers are divided on right now is winning the whole thing or bust. Now, in the last 16 years, so basically the entire Mike Tomlin era and we're going to add one more onto it one more year onto it we're going to add 2006 as well so in the last 16 super bowls how many fellas i'm going to give you guys both a chance to guess how many unique winners have there been in the last 16 years now if you're wondering what i mean by unique winning once and not repeating shannon i'll let you go first uh, I'll say 12. Tony, pick a number. Uh, 14, right? I, there's only been one. Am I, right. am I, am I right? Guys, I, I love it because 
if this is Price is Right, Shannon wins for not going over, but you guys split it. It's 13. Mm. So mm. the only $1. teams to repeat the <laughs> <laughs> the only teams to repeat in that time were actually the New York Giants and the New England Patriots. The New England Patriots, I guess, repeated three times. I mean, actually twice because they won three in that span and the New York Giants won two. You know, as far as that goes, that's a lot of Super Bowl winners, which means that's a lot of parody. And there is something common with a lot of people, a lot of Steeler fans that will say that if you don't win the Super Bowl, it's a loss. It's a bad season. So does that mean that most teams, with the record being six, with only two teams having six, that means that only one team has a good season every single year and the Steelers have only had six good seasons in their, in that time. Tony, what are your thoughts? I don't agree with that at all. I mean, I think you can, there's, there, I've seen, I've seen a lot of great Steelers seasons that, that did not end with Super Bowls. I've enjoyed a lot of them. Uh, Super Bowl 30, Super Bowl 45, uh, 1989. I can go on and on and on. 2016 was an enjoyable year. You know, it doesn't have to be Super Bowl or bust. If you think that way, you're going to be you're going to be miserable ninety nine point nine percent of the time. Shannon, are you miserable ninety nine point nine percent of the time? No, I, I'm more about uh, how they represent, uh, the way they play. Uh, you know, there's been some great games that I've enjoyed that they've lost. You know, at the end, very end, let's say. Uh, there's been some games they've lucked into winning that I, I was disappointed that, you know, they won. I was happy about that, but I knew it wasn't sustainable. You know, they, like when they made the playoffs last year, I mean, you knew that it was not sustainable. They wasn't going anywhere. I want to see improvement to that is the ultimate goal, but that can't be the only goal. If that's your only goal and that's the only thing acceptable, you're going to be, disappointed the majority of the time but you want to see progress and them improve as they go along shooting for that is your final goal so no i agree the the standard can't be super bowl or bust because that's just unrealistic uh it takes more than just talent to win a super bowl it takes good fortune uh and sometimes that you just don't get that I mean, you look at uh, just 2017, the the Jesse James play, Ryan Shazier's injury. You know, they had to, an opportunity at the trading deadline to pick up an extra defender that could have put that team over the top. But they've, they've always been too conservative for my taste and that they don't want to mortgage any of the future draft capital because they, they're not the type to make trades and acquire additional draft capital. So they hold on to their draft capital really tight. And when they had an opportunity to pick up a defender here and there, they could have put those killer B teams over the top. Kevin Colbert was slow to pull the trigger. So, uh, but just because they didn't win Super Bowls in those seasons doesn't mean it wasn't enjoyable or wasn't a successful season. All right, let's take a quick break and we will be right back here with the second half and the conclusion of the hangover here on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. The worst looking man you've ever seen. 
guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary VGW group void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus you in my way oh come on girl Welcome back to uh, the Steelers Hangover. My name is Brian Anthony Davis from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Here with me is a veteran writer and podcaster, Tony Defio. Here with me is legend of the Mountain State, Shannon White. And we are here, hey, whether the Steelers are playing or whether the Steelers are not, BTSC is here. Well, we're here 24-7, 365. If it's on Christmas, somebody's working. If it's on Arbor Day, somebody's working. If it's on B. Arthur's birthday, everybody but Shannon's working because Shannon's at the May thirteenth. May thirteenth is B. Arthur's birthday. You knew that, Tony? Is that your birthday? I'm a big, I'm a big birthday. Uh, uh, May twelfth. So I, 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 I wow, pay attention to still... my birthday and, and yeah. So May thirteenth is Her B. Arthur's wonder. birthday. Wow. Yeah. I share one with Ozzy Osbourne. Katarina Vitt. Um, oh, gosh. I, I love her. The woman from uh, I, Julianne Moore from Boogie Nights. Um, Brian Bosnall, the Andy kid Grammer. from Family Ties. I share one. You share one with Andy Grammer, Tony? No, you do. You do. I, do, I didn't know that. I haven't checked. December 3rd. Yeah. yeah. Shannon White, who do you share birthdays with? What's your birthday? August 9th. August 9th. Do you, do you know any August 9th there, Tony? Few of my friends are on August 9th, and Shannon's one of my friends. So yeah, a lot of I, love, I know a lot of August 9th birthdays in my personal life. No, uh, no celebrities other than I Shannon. know Andre Agassi's one. All right, we we've got uh, Whitney Houston. Wow, how about that, Whitney? Big, Shannon White and Whitney Houston. Shannon, Whitney Houston. Shannon Whitney <laughs> Houston. Um, Lexa Bliss, the uh, the uh, WWE wrestler. Um, uh-huh. Anna Kendrick, AK forty-seven. <laughs> Deion Sanders, prime time. Shannon White. How about that? <laughs> Ashley Johnson. I isn't that uh, isn't that uh, Don Johnson and uh, oh gosh, I forget her name. Isn't that isn't that their daughter? I don't know. Hoda Kotb, you got. You, you share with the Today Show host and uh, Sam Elliott, who's awesome. You know, you kind of remind me of Sam Elliott. I like Sam Elliott. Yeah. Sam Elliott is great. If you haven't watched The Ranch, Tony, I know you're a big Netflix guy. Have you seen The Ranch yet? I have not. 
Check it out. Tape Boys shares with Terry Bradshaw, Terry Bradshaw and Eric Dickerson. So I know that date. That means that's September 2nd, which Tate, you also share a birthday with Tommy Maddox. So how about that? Jerry Cherry Band with Alan Alda. Oh, that's a great one. I, I think that's one of the best ones I've heard so far. Alan Alda, that's awesome. So if you share a birthday with a celebrity and you want to bring it up, that's fine. There's also, we could also find out those Steelers that you share with as well. Because I know uh, I, I did that last year in articles. So I'll have to go ahead and look it up for both of you to see who your, your Steeler ones are. And that won't be hard for me to do. But let's go ahead and get on with the show. We talked about the divisional playoffs. We talked about the division of black and gold fan base. Let's mix it up here. Let's talk about the divisional playoffs and the black and gold. We're going to have some fun with this. There have been a lot of those games over the years. And I don't know if you've had a chance to check out my out my DeLorean articles this year, the BTSC DeLorean. And the thing about the BTSC DeLorean, I usually take about eight or nine games with the opponent, and I go into it, kind of like Tony and I used to do with the podcast, which was the call, called the Retro Show, the Steelers Retro Show. So... What I did, I decided to just go crazy and do the complete catalog of wildcard games. Because, you know, there's only like 13 Steeler wildcard games in history. Then I'm like, all right, let's just blow off your entire family and all your friends and and do the divisional playoff games, which I did. And now I'm doing the conference championships. So with that... Jeff Hartman says to me, he's like, you know, it'd be really cool if you had highlights in there or if you had the full game. So I've done both for every single game. I found highlights for every game and the full game that you could check out if they're available on all of these two. So we did the divisional ones this weekend. We broke it down in three parts, the 70s and 80s, then the, uh, then the 90s, and then the 2000s. And I got to tell you, brought back a lot of great memories. Uh, being a fan as a kid, seeing the Steelers in the playoffs, that was a huge thing for me. Tony and I have had these discussions for years uh, because we're nostalgia guys, like Shannon said earlier. But Shannon, I want to ask you first, what is your favorite divisional playoff game of all time involving the Pittsburgh Steelers? Oh, like I said, I'm not as... Uh big in nostalgia as you guys. And I mean, I have great memories, um, but I, it's hard for me to, to, you know, pinpoint one game. Um, the, the game against the Oilers in uh, 79, uh, you know, the, where it was just a solid sheet of ice and, and the weather was so bad that, you know, that stuck with me as a kid. Um, and then of course the, the, you know, Ben's tackle, game saving tackle against the Colts. You know, that game stuck out, sticks out to me because my son was just a little boy. And uh, he, he come running in there because I was cheering when the Steelers, you know, got the ball down there around the one yard line. And and uh, he comes running in the room and, and I'm telling him what's happening. And, and I thought Bettis is going to get this ball and he's going in the end zone. And he goes, oh, boy, Steelers are going to win. Steelers are going to win. 
And I went, uh. no. And as I was saying no, <laughs> Bettis fumbled the ball. And there comes Harper running the ball down the field. And I think I was still saying no, oh, God, no. You know, because I thought this is good, you know. And, and uh, <laughs> so that was the day that I got to teach my son uh, about the jinx and to never count a victory until you have it in hand. And and he learned his lesson well that day. I don't know if I would have disowned him. Um, you know, there's some good adoption agencies around. And, <laughs> and all, uh, but but he learned to become a faithful Stiller fan on that day. But but yeah, that that one sticks out to me because of that. Shannon, if you're a fan of over the years, uh, Tales from 2 a.m., or even I talked about this last week on Bad Language, I'm the ultimate a-hole when it comes to that 21 to 18 Steelers game because I was living in a place called Frostburg, Maryland. And I had a woman next door that was just a wonderful, just the most beautiful woman in the world. She was 75 years old and she, her name was Joanne and her, she was a huge Steeler. Excuse me. She was a huge football fan. Her family were Steeler fans. She was a Raiders fan. Um, but we just got along so well. I even took her to West. I had season tickets to West Virginia and I used to take her to uh, West Virginia Mountaineer games. We went to one or two together and my friends would be like, look at bad with a sugar mama. Cause I, here I am. Be, I, I was about, I wasn't 40. I was, I was probably about 33 years old with a 75 year old woman. And we'd be coming to the games and she loved football. I loved football. And uh, I even had a girlfriend at the time. And she said, you taking Joanne this weekend? I'm like, yeah, you know, um, so just a wonderful woman. She loved all my Pittsburgh Steeler memorabilia. Her, I'd be away. She'd call me up and say, hey, she had a key to my apartment. And I uh, just wow. to check on everything. And she said, <laughs> no, she she was like my grandma. I trusted her. You're oversharing, babe. You're oversharing. And uh, I mean, this woman's, this woman's husband who passed away right before, right before I moved in, he was uh, a legendary coach in that area for like 30 years, legendary football coach. Her, uh, her grandson played division one uh, division two, I, I believe, or division one, double a um, Mark, John Holmes. Don't ask questions <laughs> like that. I mean, uh, her daughter was a Baltimore Colts cheerleader. I mean, this was a true football family. Her son was a, uh, was a coach in the area. Just, you know, just, great great football family if she would ask she'd call me up i'd be visiting my parents she's like hey do you mind if i show my family your memorabilia and stuff i'm like yeah go ahead do what you want she was like, I, I wouldn't just go in i'm like i don't care you know so i just love this woman and so i had man i wore that entire playoffs i wore it a white neck 82 antoine randall l jersey because they were on the road the whole time i sat in the same spot i ate the same food i was dating who my wife is at the time i would go spend the day and stay over an hour away and then come home and watch the game she'd wear the same clothes it was so superstitious and my big thing was you don't celebrate until there's zeros on the clock so they have that near safety they come in, they're on the one yard line. She comes over. I'm like, Hey, Joanne, come in. And as soon as her butt hit my easy chair, <laughs> Bettis fumbled. Yeah. And I'm like, no, oh. no, no, not at her. I looked at her. I said, Joanne, you know, I love you. 
but you have to get out of my apartment right now. And she looked at me and she said, yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm like, don't apologize. Just So then I went over. I'm like, what a butthole I am. You know, after they won, I was like, and I went over and she said, you had to do that. That's the rule. I know the rules. I broke the rules. And and I'm like, no, 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 I'm not doing that ever again. You could come over whenever. But what we would do is we would just, uh, I uh, I had, I made a pot of chili that entire time and I would take her food. And so I went over, I sat with her after the game, we watched the highlights, we watched the other game together. But she's like, I'm not coming over there for that game because you have your routine and I'm not messing with that. You never mess with a fan superstition. She said that to me. But what a jerk. I mean, I, I feel like I was such a jerk for doing that. She passed away um, maybe about five years later. She came to my wedding in uh, an hour away. She traveled all the way for my wedding, just a lovely human being. And, you know, I kind of shared football at that time with her. And, uh, yeah, I lost my grandmother maybe about five years earlier. And and I had I felt like I had one again. And that, to me, is uh, – actually a true friendship and one of the truest friendships I ever had. And uh, man, I, that game will remind me of that forever. Tony, go ahead. Your favorite. Oh, that, 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 I mean, that, that year was so magic. Oh, my favorite. Uh, uh, you know, I, I have, there's so many to choose from, but obviously 1984 when I beat the, the Broncos to me to this day, I still can't believe that happened. And I was 12 years old. You know, I just, you know, obviously John Elway wasn't John Elway yet. You know, maybe in my mind, he, he was that guy, but he was not that guy yet in year two uh, with them in 84. But but the fact that they went to Denver and, and as a nine and 17 team that barely made the playoffs uh, and uh, and went to, to that stadium, Mile House Stadium, one of the toughest places to play in the 80s for anybody. The fact that they went there and won that game and, and with Mark Malone as your quarterback, I just, here we are 39 years later, I guess 38 years later, technically. And to me, that just goes to show you, and it should be a lesson to people that you can get great memories out of, out of tough win. It doesn't lead to a Super Bowl. You, you can, you can, you can keep those memories with you forever. And, and to me, that's what uh, being a sports fan is all about. And that's why I love sports so much. And that's why I love the history of the NFL. And, you know, that's why I think I'm sitting out because uh, the history of the team means so much to me. And, 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 and uh, to me, that was my, that was my first playoff win in, in a lot of ways. I mean, I, I remember Super Bowl 14. That was the first game I remember watching and I appreciated it. But after that, after that, it was like a couple, a few lean years in the early eighties where, you know, everybody was retiring and, and they were bringing all the, these new, new players and you had obviously Mark and it, it just wasn't the same. So that was my first playoff win, and here we are, 39 years later, and I still cherish it. I still I, I look I look it up on YouTube, and try to watch it whenever I can. I go back and, and read old articles about that year and that team, and that team's just so special to me. And it was just not a regular old nine and seven team, and in a lot of ways, it was the last hurrah for those uh, uh, for Chuck Noll because uh, the next four or five years were pretty bad, and he almost quit. So you know that was kind of like the the last year of, of, of uh, Chuck Noll's career in 89 when he had a bit, bit, of, a, bit of a renaissance and, and, and had that great uh, Cinderella team. So to me, it's always going to be the 1984 Broncos. Uh, there's some other that Colts game that you guys just talked about uh, is magical. And 
when they beat the, uh, the Ravens in 2010, came back. That, that, that one is special to me. But it's always going to be 1984 against the Broncos. You know, I could go and talk about every single one of those games, but I like Tony, 1984 for me. Tony, I, I think 1984 is our bond, and that's my favorite yeah. year. I've always loved that year for everything, and uh, I loved it for music. I loved it for movies. My gosh, we got Ghostbusters and the Karate Kid, and we had so much out of that year. Indiana Jones on the Temple of Doom. I mean, uh, there was so much in 1984 was an incredible year for a lot of things for me. Um, I fell in love with Huey Lewis in the news that year. I mean, there were so many things. You know, in the movie Stand By Me, they talk about you being 12. And that 12-year-old year is one of the greatest years of your life. And uh, you always remember the friends you had with your 12-year-old year. There's so much I remember about that. But the Steelers were my friends back then. And I, I basically can echo everything Tony said about the 1984 Pittsburgh Steelers that ended nine and seven weren't supposed to be there scrappy as can be. So, you know, I, I would uh, love to go ahead and pick another game, but I knew Tony was going to pick that and I'm going to pick it too, because it, it was just phenomenal, but go ahead and check out those articles. Not that we need clicks. We don't need clicks. It's always nice to have clicks, but check out those articles. If you want to watch any of those games, there's links to those games on there. And there's, if you just want to watch the highlights, that's pretty awesome too. So there's so much uh, in them. If you've missed them along the way, it might be a a treasure box that you can just open and waste a whole lot of time. And if you want to like sneak into the bathroom and work with your phone and watch highlights of the 1989 AFC wildcard game on December 31st with Houston and Pittsburgh, you can. Oh, that's that's a good one. That's a great one, too. But that was a wild card game, so we weren't bringing that up. So, for the the birthday sake of Shannon White, Whitney Houston, for the birthday sake of, almost birthday sake, <laughs> of Tony Defio in, who was that? Who were we talking about? But, but Mod. Mod. But, uh, uh, Steve Winwood, you, you can go with Steve Winwood. He was born oh, on my Steve birthday. Winwood, get, bring George me Carlin, love. Oh, George Carlin's <laughs> great. Uh, B. Arthur, George Carlin, Stevie W. And for uh, the name, the uh, birthday sake of Andy Williams, who I didn't mention, and Ozzy Osbourne, I'm Brian Anthony Davis. Let's get on out of here. Hey, we love you. We appreciate you. And we can't do these shows without you. Stay tuned for BTSC for all your Pittsburgh Steeler needs. Coming up next on the network, you're going to have another episode of The Cutting Room Floor. And then, that's Jeffrey Benedict. And then you've got to check out another great interview on The Fix. Last week they had prospects. They've got Jim Nagy, the uh, director of the Senior Bowl, with a great interview talking about prospects and who might fall to the Steelers as well. So that's going to be an amazing show. Just when you think you've got all the answers, gentlemen. We keep changing the questions. Shannon White, take me home, dada. Woo! Woo, indeed. Hello. 
it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.